We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today is Thursday, April the 6th, 2023, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. On today's show, I break down this weekend series as South Carolina hosts the number one team in all of college baseball, the LSU Tigers, in a three-game set at Founders Park. Guys, I'll break down the weekend in its entirety. First things first, we'll start with LSU. They're pitching, they're hitting. Then we'll talk South Carolina, the weekend rotation, what to watch for, key player for the weekend, and I will lock in my prediction as well. Also, inspired by Shane Beamer's comments on Tuesday afternoon, potential opponents for the Garnet and Black spring game moving forward as Shane Beamer pitched the idea, why don't we play somebody else instead of playing ourselves? Guys, I will give you guys my thoughts and some potential opponents that I think could be a good fit for the Gamecocks to scrimmage against, if you will, in the future in that spring game. Guys, we have got a packed show for you here on this Thursday. And of course, as always, it's brought to you by our friends over at Price Picks. Go down to the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com. And when you do, use that promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Guys, Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. Here's how it works you pick two to six players, and you can win it to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks optimizers, or mass multi-entry guys. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entries. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron Parley with the under on Mahomes. You can play college sports, pro sports. Hey, the Masters gets underway today. You can even play golf as well. Anything and everything you can think of, they've got it over at Price Picks. They also have a slick, easy-to-use mobile app, both in the App Store and Google Play, and they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. Guys, so many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Price Picks, and you should as well. So again, go download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com, and when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it.
stage is officially set. The number one LSU Tigers are in town. And the Rowdy Roosters are once again ready to embark upon Founders Park. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, happy Thursday and happy game day. Hope you're all doing well. Chris Phillips here, your host of the Spurs Up show as always. Appreciate you guys tuning in. I hope this show does find you well. I'm going to where you are, what you're doing. Hope you're having a fantastic week. And I want to say thank you all so much for the continued love and support via the podcast, the Daily Crow, the merchandise, social media, and everything in between. I am fired up here on this Thursday because the biggest and baddest and best series to date in the college baseball season begins tonight at the friendly confines in Columbia, South Carolina. Absolutely cannot wait to get this thing going. And again, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. Appreciate each and every single one of you. And we've also got some very big news To share, obviously, guys, as we dive into our housekeeping items, you always hear at the beginning of the podcast and the Daily Crow our ad read for our friends over at Prize Picks. And I want to say first things first, thank you to our friends at Prize Picks for their unending love and support of the Spurs Up show. Well, yesterday received an email. We've had some back and forth conversations with our friends over at Prize Picks, obviously. Got an email from them, and it is officially Official Prize Picks is not only extending their partnership with the Spurs Up show, but they are becoming even more involved in our content, which also means they are making an even greater financial commitment. So they're becoming a bigger partner for TSUS across the board, which I'm sure I do not have to explain to all of you out there, is a very big Deal. So again, very excited to continue our partnership and make it an even bigger part of our content with our friends at Price Picks. And guys, I want to say thank you all so much, man, for your continued love and support. Because I know there's many of you, I'm sure, out there, you think to yourselves, does it really matter or does it make an impact when I sign up and I play with Price Picks or I support the business partners of the Spurs Up show? And long story short, the answer is is a emphatic yes. It absolutely does. Because I can tell you guys this, one of the reasons Price Picks was so excited and so, uh, you know, so so ready to extend the partnership. And one of the reasons they're excited to partner with us is because they tell us, Chris, the engagement we receive from your audience is to the moon. It is literally through the roof. We absolutely love the engagement we get. All the people that come from your site, your entity that use that promo code and that play with us. We feel the love from your audience. So guys, thank y'all so much, man. I truly do appreciate it. You know, it's one of those things where I recall way back early 2019 when I got my first ever sponsorship and first ever business partner, if you will. And it was so cool then. And it's really still so cool now because that's what drives the business, what keeps it going. But at the end of the day, it is you guys out there. I don't just say that. It's not just lip service. It's you guys out there that show love, that show support, that tune in, that share, that engage, all of the above with our content and with the business. And I simply cannot show enough love and gratitude and appreciate each and every single one of you. And it fires me up to know that people 
you know, rock with us and resonate with the content, resonate with the business and resonate with me and uh, appreciate the friends over at Prize Picks for again, continuing to be a big, big part of our content. And guys, you will see even more gambling content, especially via the Prize Picks channel, all the fantasy stuff. I'll probably post in picks for even different sports, not just Gamecock stuff, not just college sports. I'm talking pro sports, talking golf, anything and everything in between, guys, you will see it. So again, thank you to Prize Picks. Thank you to you all for your love and support and truly excited to continue the partnership with those guys also guys a big thursday tonight the tsus spring tour continues in the upstate our final stop in the upstate at carolina alehouse woodruff road tonight really excited to keep this thing going we are hitting believe it or not the halfway point of the spring tour it's absolutely crazy it feels like we just started hitting the halfway point of the spring tour tonight at carolina alehouse woodruff road we will have the Beamer Ball to the Moon Tour shirts for sale on hand. Remember, those are an exclusive item just for the tour events. So come on out and get those. We'll also have the Beamer Ball towels and koozies on hand for sale. Also some koozies to give away. Going to be a great time. Also, guys, it's going to serve tonight as a watch party for the game against LSU. So the tour event gets going at 6 o'clock. First pitch set for seven at minimum. I will have my laptop out there where we can all watch the game, huddle around it, if you will. I'm going to try to get the connection to the TV. The game is on SEC Network Plus, which we're about to discuss. So I know that that, that makes things a little bit uh, a little bit tougher, if you will. Not as simple as just flipping over to SEC Network and watching the game. But either way, we will find a way tomorrow night to tune in to the game. going to be a lot of fun. The tour event, a watch party, if you will, going to be a blast. And all my upstate Gamecocks. Hope to see you all out there, and I know that I will. We always feel the love in Greenville from you guys. So, again, thank you all so much. Appreciate you all, and looking forward to yet another successful event in the spring tour. With that all being said, let's go ahead and dive into it. The Gamecocks, the number one ranked LSU Tigers, as they come to Founders Park for a three-game set starting tonight, a Thursday, Friday, Saturday series. Those first pitches at least right now, which again, we will discuss more here in just a second, 7 o'clock tonight, 7 o'clock tomorrow night, and then noon on Saturday. The games will be streamed SEC Network Plus for the first two, and then SEC Network for Game 3 on Saturday at noon. The head coach of the LSU Tigers is Jay Johnson, and in year one, he is doing one hell of a job, if I do say so myself. 25-4 and four overall, 6-3 and three in conference play, and LSU, guys, has been the talk of college baseball since the calendar turned to 2023, and probably even before that, because LSU was as active as any team has ever been in the transfer portal, and some of the guys we're going to talk about, some of their top studs, are via the portal. So certainly LSU playing chess, not checkers. They benefited greatly and it is paying off great dividends as they sit at number one overall in college baseball. We will start on the bump, a 3.51 team ERA. And the big story is this rotation. And when you look at the rotation, guys, you have to start. We're going to go Thursday, Friday, Saturday, their game one guy. He has been the talk of college baseball all season long. And why not the junior righty? And again, the Air Force transfer, they benefited greatly from the portal. But the junior righty who will start tonight, Paul Skeens, 5-0 with a 0.81 ERA. Guys, listen to these stats. 44 and a third innings pitched. 83 strikeouts to just eight walks. 
Now, what you don't like to do when you go into a weekend like this, when when, when a team has a, a dominant ace or a big-time bat, you, you don't want to make too much of the guy, right? You don't want to put him on a pedestal. You know, he's mortal. He's human like you. He puts his baseball pants on the same way you do. He throws it. He catches it just like you do. Don't make him out to be more than what he is. But we're not playing in the game. So as we sit here on this side, we can speak candidly on it. This is a guy that sits. He doesn't just touch it. He sits. 99 to 100. He will bump it up to 101, 102. And not only does he do that, but he can locate it and it's got movement. So that's why you see those ridiculous numbers. Again, 83 strikeouts in 44 in a third innings pitch. And again, what's even more impressive is eight walks. Guys, 83 Ks to eight walks. He's locating 100. So the Gamecocks will have their work cut out, certainly. Tonight, then in game two, LSU will roll with a junior righty, Ty Floyd, who's 5-0 with a 2.87 ERA. And then on Saturday, the junior right-hander, Christian Little, 2-1 with a 3.79 ERA. And guys, just to give you all some perspective, Ty Floyd, 36 strikeouts in 31 and a third innings pitch. Respectable. Christian Lee, 28 strikeouts in 19 innings pitch. Respectable. Paul Skeens has 83 strikeouts. He has more than both their game two and game three pitchers combined this season. That just gives you some perspective to how good that kid is. Let's move to the hitting side of things. Hey, there are no slouch there hitting 337 on the year, which leads all of college baseball. They're second in college baseball and runs scored at 10.4 per game. Number one in doubles, number one in runs scored, and second in the conference in slugging. I mean, absolutely filthy one through nine. I and mean, when you look at players to watch for, there's plenty to pick from, but you have to start with Dylan Cruz. And they've got a couple of guys who were up for the Golden Spikes Award, which was dropped just dropped yesterday, I believe, the, the midseason watch list. LSU had three players on that list. Paul Skeens, obviously the right-handed pitcher, was one of them. Dylan Cruz, another. He's hitting 531. I mean, these are just insane numbers. Hitting 531 on the year, nine home runs, and 35 RBI. Nothing crazy in regards to the power numbers, what have you, but just a dude who finds a way to get on base, probably going to be the number one overall pick in the MLB draft, an absolute baller for sure. You didn't talk about Tommy White, and we all are familiar with Tommy Tanks, what he did last year at NC State, those incredible power numbers. Got off to a bit of a slow start, right? Got hurt on opening weekend, if you will, but hitting 378, ho-hum, 10 homers, and 50 RBI for Tommy Tanks. And then Gavin Dugas is probably the guy that I'm most impressed with for LSU to this point, outside of Dylan Cruz. I'd say 356 average, 9 homers, 28 RBI, but it's a dude that is clutch, one of their veteran pieces, and uh, certainly a dangerous piece in that lineup. But I, guys, I didn't even mention guys like Trey Morgan, like Jared Jones, like Jordan Thompson, like Braden Jober. I mean, up and down this lineup, similar to the Gamecocks, it is just dangerous hitter after dangerous hitter after after lethal stick after lethal stick. LSU is loaded across the board. Now, when you look at the Gamecocks side of things, for the second straight weekend, the weekend rotation is being retooled. Tonight, Gamecocks will get Will Sanders. He's back in the weekend spot in the game one spot after taking last weekend in Starkville off. Then tomorrow in game two, Jack Mahoney will tow the rubber, which will mean game three will be TBD. 
Hey, and guys, I think the reason for this is this. We've all heard the rumors this week about Noah Hall's back, and Mark Kingston even mentioned it earlier in the week on Sports Talk about how Noah, Noah Hall had been battling the back issues. He's been battling it all season, and that's what forced him to come out of the game against Mississippi State. I think it's one of those things where they want to give as much time as possible. They like to see Noah Hall go. They want to give him a couple extra days, and if he can go, he can go, and if he can't, I think you've got Eli Jones and or Eli Jerzenbeck to start that game three. And also, of course, in that scenario, you give them a couple of days. But will that Saturday game happen? As we move into what to watch for, a weather-impacted weekend. And I'm going to pull out the live weather report right now. It is 6-16 on a Wednesday as I record this on game day eve as I pull up Columbia, South Carolina, guys, thank you so much for your patience. Um, looking at the weather report for this weekend. Tomorrow, there will be no issue. Or excuse me, tonight, I should say. Tonight, there will be no issue. High of 84, 20% chance of rain, no big deal. You then look at Friday. And here's where it gets interesting. High of 71. The report right now says a 68% chance. Call it 70% chance of rain. Looks like it's going to be PM rain. Saturday looks like a complete wash, a high of 50 and a 100% chance of rain. The weathermen get it wrong a lot, but damn it, if you miss it at 100%, they need to retire you and find someone else. Again, you look at the forecast for Thursday, you're good to go. You look at it for Friday hourly, it looks like the rain is going to start to pick up around 6 or 7 o'clock. So, you wonder, is there going to be a doubleheader played on Friday? Because you think about this, guys. They've got three days to play three games, which means they cannot play a game on. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. On Sunday, so you're either getting the games in on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or you're not getting them in according to the SEC, which I think is a crazy rule. But it is what it is. So do not be surprised if we see some shuffling. And apparently, uh, via Mark Kingston, there will not be a doubleheader today. So the only other option is going to be a doubleheader on Friday. I would not be surprised at all to see that take place. But even on Friday, I mean, it's a 50-50 shot noon up until 
5 o'clock, and then it gets really ugly 6 and later. So we shall see what happens. Uh, again, Gamecocks will look and will try to fight to get these games in. Uh, maybe they go earlier than noon on Friday. Who knows, tomorrow, if you will. But uh, going to be really interesting to follow the weather and see how that impacts this weekend. Guys, something else I'm looking for is just a star-studded Tigers team. I think this will be a great test for the Yardcocks, right? We've heard it all at this point. The schedule's no good. Who have you played? Oh, you're 8-1? and one? Who cares? You've played Georgia and Missouri and Mississippi State. Well, now we're going to find out, right? Now we're going to find out. And this is a confident Yardcocks ball club. You heard Eli Jerzenbeck after the midweek win against North Carolina. Hey, they got to play South Carolina. This is, There's no we got to play LSU. They got to come to our house and play us. You know, you heard Mark Kingston yesterday. They're good. We're good. Let's go play. You love that attitude from the Gamecocks ball club. I'm just so excited to see how South Carolina stacks up against these guys because LSU is one of those teams where, you know, there's certainly no guarantees. But it would be shocking to most who follow college baseball closely if LSU is not in Omaha at season's end. How South Carolina measures up to this group, it is going to be your stiffest test thus far, but a great opportunity as well. Cannot wait to see, honestly, selfishly as a college baseball fan as well, all of the stars of LSU and just how the Gamecocks look comparatively to what we feel like right now is the best team in college baseball. Also, guys, what we're looking forward to, Will Sanders. He's back in the rotation. This is a huge start for Will tonight, guys. You get the week off. You're fresh. All eyes will be on you, and you're going up against, oh, by the way, just Paul Skeens. No big deal, a guy that throws 100. It's going to be one of those ball games that if you're going to win, it's probably going to have to be 3-2, to 2-1, two, two to one, maybe 1 to nothing. How much extra motivation does that give Will Sanders? Do we see the best version of Will Sanders' return and did Mark Kingston, Monty Lee, and that coaching staff yet again press the right buttons and Will Sanders again returns to form? Or, or do we see more of the same of what we saw before he took the break last week? And simply put, did the break help Will Sanders or did it have no effect? Or did it have a negative effect? Going to be fascinating to see how he does tonight when he toes the rubber. Uh, also, guys, of course, for this weekend, what is the status of Noah Hall. That's something we'll be watching for, whether the game is played on Friday, whether it's played on Saturday. Can Noah Hall go if he cannot? You know, you feel good about the depth of this pitching staff. You feel good about the depth of your starting rotation. But obviously would be a huge blow to lose a guy like that who has so much experience and you know is chomping at the bit to pitch in this series. Also, guys, something else that's really intriguing. When regards to statistics, we all know baseball is a stat-driven game. South Carolina, in case you missed it, eight. 18-0 at Founders Park this season. The Gamecocks will put that home record on the line this weekend. And I expect, of course, the home faithful, the Rowdy Roosters, if you will, to play a major role in this weekend. Now, unfortunately, I think the atmosphere could be impacted by the weather. But either way, tonight should be absolutely electric. I think tomorrow, South Carolina fans will show up and show out no matter what. But you're obviously very comfortable playing at the friendly confines. It's a place you're very comfortable swinging the bats. You've scored tons of runs there. You've hit tons of homers there. A lot of your production has come there. So anytime you get a team at home, we all talk about you know how tough it is to go on the road in the SEC and play and take two of three. Well, that's the position that LSU is in this weekend. So the Gamecocks, they're a confident bunch. They're confident at home. How does that impact this series? And again, 18-0 and 0 
at Founders Park in South Carolina somehow, some way remain perfect. Wouldn't that be something? Finally, guys, what I'm looking for in the offensive side, because you ask yourself, how can the Gamecocks, as good as they've been this season, how can the Gamecocks hit a guy like Paul Skeens? How can they hit this rotation? I think the bullpen for LSU, they're actually sort of gettable, if you will, but we've seen the power numbers. Carolina leads the country still in home runs. I think it's a mix of productivity and the power. You can't go away from power, but there's got to be productivity. You are going to be facing the best of the best when it comes to arms. Obviously, we know what awaits tonight. Finding ways on, station to station, doing the little things, getting the bunt down. Hey, if you want to take a hit by pitch, so be it. Find a way to get on base. Make a walk hurt. Make an error hurt. Take advantage of those situations. Take advantage of those opportunities because a team like LSU with the talent they have on the bump, if you do not, you're only going to get a couple of those opportunities per game if you can't take advantage. LSU is going to make you pay. So you've got to make them pay in turn. You've got to make them pay. You've got to take advantage. You've got to put the pressure on all weekend on again. Guys, I would say the pressure's on LSU. The pressure is on LSU going on the road as the number one team. You are playing with house money because I don't think anybody, even with the Gamecocks being ranked sixth right now, I don't think anyone is going to give Carolina credit and give them the benefit of the doubt and say, oh, this is this is South Carolina's series to lose. Like, nobody is looking at it that way. Make them eat their words. Make them pay. Play with that confidence. You're the home team. Hey, play free. Play loose and see what happens. Let the chips fall where they may. Guys, let's move to the key player of the weekend. And I went back and forth on this one because I think there's a number of guys you could list here. But in a series like this, you you look towards your leaders, both on the field, off the field, your leaders in the clubhouse, just kind of the heartbeat of your ball club. And I think at this point, guys, I think Cole Messina is that guy. I, I, I really do believe he's the emotional leader of this team. He's just all in all, I feel like, the captain of this team. And in a weekend like this, right, there's going to be some ups, there's going to be some downs, there's going to be some in-betweens. You need a guy like Cole Messina to lean on. So my key player of the weekend, also, of course, swinging a hot stick right there in the middle of the lineup. He's going to come up in multiple situations where you're going to need him to come through with a big base knock. Cole Messina, to me, is the guy. If he has a big weekend, I think South Carolina has a great chance to, at minimum, take two of three for the LSU Tigers, guys, which leads me into my prediction. And and a sort of a funny side note before I get into this. You know, I caught a relentless amount of hell Tuesday night and into Wednesday after South Carolina took down North Carolina because I picked the Tar Heels to win the game. Let me point something out. Guys, I was thinking about it in retrospect. Do you realize that Tuesday, that was the first time this season that I had picked the Yardcocks to lose a midweek game. And up to this point, I have not picked South Carolina to lose a weekend series. What really makes me laugh is, you know, I'll pick Carolina to win two of three and they'll sweep, or I'll pick them to sweep and they win two of three. And people still give me hell. You got it wrong. You got it wrong. You got it wrong. I mean, did we exactly get it right? No. But you act as if we completely missed, right? And and baseball is extremely tough to pick. Either way, I digress. You come into this weekend. LSU is the number one team in college baseball for a reason. First things first, the stage is set 
for I mean, this is the the biggest series at Founders Park, guys, I would say, since 2016, when I think it was the number one Florida Gators came to town and you were ranked fifth in the country. I, I mean, it's that type of series, right? And South Carolina's heard for weeks. Have the Gamecocks really played anybody? You know, are they proven? You know, who have they beaten? Oh, they're eight and one. Who cares? Who are they? Oh, the gauntlet, the gauntlet, this, the gauntlet, that. Make no mistake, guys. Carolina might get swept this weekend, but they are a damn good baseball team. And in my mind, they're one of the best teams in college baseball. The way this team is played, I, like I don't need to see any more. I'm not saying they're a lock for Omaha. They're going to Omaha. But this is an Omaha caliber team. South Carolina is a good baseball team. I don't see this club all of a sudden falling apart. We were just all wrong, and they just played nobody. Like, if it was one series, fine. But the Gamecocks are 27-3 and and 8-1 and in SEC play. Give it a rest if you're still one preaching that, oh, they're, they're just super overrated. They ain't played nobody. Like, they're 27-3. and 27-3. and Give it a rest, my friend. Give it a rest. Two great baseball teams taking the field this weekend. What is the status of Noah Hall? I think that plays a big part in this one. The Gamecocks, somewhat cheating death last weekend in Starkville, right? Taking two of three. That one could have went awry, could have went the other way, especially in that game one. LSU, though, it hadn't been perfect for them either. You know, you look at the schedule. You look at the schedule for LSU. And again, they are six and three. An SEC play coming off a weekend against Tennessee where they got blasted in their Sunday game, 14 or Saturday game, game three, 14 to seven in that one. They lost game one to Arkansas by a final score of nine to three. That game went to 10 innings, though, much closer than it appeared. Nine to three, came back to win the series two of three. And then they actually lost to Texas A&M in game three by a final score of eight to six. So LSU has swept no one this year. LSU has not swept anyone this season. They've really had trouble in those game threes. They've been susceptible, right, to giving up runs. I think the Gamecocks will swing it in games two and three. I think the Gamecocks will swing it in games two and three. Game one against Paul Skeens. Can South Carolina, what can they muster up? What does Will Sanders do in his return, right? I think Carolina will be motivated. I think Carolina is excited for the opportunity. I think these guys are, are chomping at the bit again. Like Eli Jerzenbeck said, they got to play us. It's no, we got to play them. They have got to play us. And that's the mentality that's been missing for so long from South Carolina baseball, that win anyway. We don't give a damn. We're the Gamecocks. We're the best. We're expecting to kick your ass, and that's exactly what we're going to do. Hey, you throw 100, good. Tee it high and let it fly, my friend. You hang it, we bang it. Yardcock, yammos all weekend long. With that being said, this LSU team is stacked. This LSU team is loaded. Paul Skeens is the best pitcher in college baseball. He's probably going to be an immediate MLB guy. I mean, guys, literally 99 to 100 spots it up. I think this series is going to be a classic. I'm talking all weekend long. I think this is going to be one of the best series of the college baseball season because I think this is two of the best teams in college baseball. It would not surprise me if this thing came down to game three. I don't think either team sweeps. I think this is a two of three scenario. 
one way or the other. And unfortunately, I think LSU, the number one ranked team in college baseball, due to the questions in the South Carolina starting rotation, you don't know what you're getting out of Will Sanders. Can Noah Hall go? If he doesn't, who takes his place? You know, Jack Mahoney's been solid. He hasn't been great, but he's been solid. And can South Carolina keep up that hot hitting we've seen to this point? I mean, this is a Gamecocks team that's going to fight all weekend. I think you're going to, I think what you're going to see this weekend, this ball club is legit, but unfortunately, I do not think it will be enough. Lot me and I've got LSU winning two out of three at Founders Park. I do think they get the job done. But again, guys, I think it's an absolutely electric series. So let the hate flow, ladies and gentlemen. Let the hate flow. And as I said before, guys, if you can go five and four over the next nine, my goodness, you have accomplished. That is an amazing accomplishment. It truly is. Um, going one and two this weekend will not hurt you at all. Um, you know, would it be a it'd be an incredible series to take two or three? But I got LSU. Lock me in. Tigers take two of three. The Bayou Bengals are too much for the Yardcocks, guys. You let me know your thoughts. How do you feel this weekend will go? Let's move into my potential opponents, guys. Shane Beamer sort of teased this. We ought to play a spring game against somebody else. Who are some of the opponents that would make sense for a an exhibition, if you will, or or a spring game against another opponent? I'm just going to go down the list here. I like the Citadel. We certainly need revenge against those guys. The Citadel, Furman, South Carolina State, Wofford, Charleston Southern, and Charlotte. All of those, to me, make a lot of sense. Why not? I do agree with Coach Beamer. I think the upside's incredible. Hey, I think Hugh Freeze made a great point. You decrease injuries by 50%. I think you decrease injuries by 50%. And I think in all of those scenarios, guys, I think in all those scenarios, those are teams where you're going to get a sense of competition, but you're not going to play anyone where there's a real risk of losing. And because, and I've seen people, why not just, why not scrimmage against power five opponents and do that, whatever. I think these coaches, honestly, guys, they're so, I think these coaches are so anal. They're so secretive. They have no interest whatsoever in sharing any secrets or, 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 or lining up against one of their rivals. I, I just, I don't see it at all. I think what you'll start with, because this will be a radical change, I think you'll at first see games like this against FCS competition, and then maybe down the road you get to Power 5. But I, I think the idea is great. I think a spring game against another team would be incredible. I think it'd give reason our fans more incentive to show up and I think it'd just be awesome. And I think it would provide you a lot more than what you get out of a traditional spring game. So again, the teams that I think would make sense, potential opponents, the Citadel, Furman, who you play this year, South Carolina State, who Buddy Pugh already said he'd be down uh, to come to Willie B and play again. Wofford is always a fun game going up against the option. Charleston Southern, I think that would be a fun one. And then Charlotte, who we played last year. I think that one makes a lot of sense. Their close proximity, uh, I think that would be a good one. So, guys, if you have any other thoughts or any teams you think would make uh, would make sense for South Carolina to face off against in the Garnet and Black Spring game, please let me know. And again, guys, just to echo once again, I do have LSU taking two out of three this weekend. I, you know, I, I think it comes down to the wire. I think Dylan Cruz. I think Tommy White. I just think the Tigers. At the end of the day, I think they're going to have one more punch than South Carolina is going to have. Because effectively, guys, you're basically giving LSU game one. I I'm taking Paul Skeens over Will Sanders tonight. I'm sorry. I love Will Sanders. 
But Paul Skeens, he will outduel Will Sanders. So give LSU game one. Can the Gamecocks take the next two? That's the question. And LSU hadn't lost two games in a row all year. And I'm certainly not picking the Gamecocks to do it, even at home. I think it's a really tall task. Although I'll say this, this Yardcocks team has proven us wrong at every single turn this year. We've doubted them and uh, would not be totally shocked to see more of the same. So again, guys, we'd love to hear your thoughts on the baseball series. We'd love to hear your thoughts on, you know, the potential spring game opponents and everything in between. Guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. Go Cox, beat LSU, and I will talk to you all on Monday. Chapman, welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.